2: Guess who's back? That's right. I'm back, kids. Patrick O'Dowd, back for the Chair Shot Radio Sunday edition, NHL Playoff edition, with my good buddy, the lawyer David Ungar. And Dave, we were talking before we went on the air. We're in the same place right now when it comes to the playoffs in the NHL. Yeah.
1: Basically all of our teams suck. That's the, it's, this, it's not looking this. Good. Yeah. This edition is Uh,
2: Dave and Patrick's team suck. That should just be the entire thing. Right. Well, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll do the whole thing on our team suck, but we'll, uh we'll cover half the bracket, take a break. And then we'll do our team suck on the back half talking about their performance, in the playoffs. If that works for you. Oh, sure. I think, I think that's just the way to go. But yeah, that's right, folks. It's Sunday. It's Chair Shot Radio here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Your buddy Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar to do some NHL talk, NHL playoff talk. We'll talk about who's been impressive so far in this first round in these first round matchups, who's been less impressive. And of course, if you haven't guessed by now, our teams have not been impressive. So it's good to be back. It was nice, by the way to Hear you and Tony do the, the playoff breakdown um, preview show last week that was cool, uh, very good, very um, well argued. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, it was uh, indeed on that Sunday when this that aired. Uh, was my birthday, Tony's. Uh, Tony's the day before mine, right? Like, he's I think it was a couple
1: days before, right? So, pulling back the curtain, we recorded the uh DWI attitude of aggression dual cast right before we did chair shot radio. So um it was Tony's 40th birthday, the day that we recorded uh, both of those Oh, episodes. wow. See, I
2: was I was going to pull the curtain back that far. You're dropping people's numbers on it, man. Uh, I mean, it, was, it was out apologize. there on both. I, if you
1: listen to either show, you would learn very quickly that one Mr. Commissioner is 40 years old now. Oh, welcome, I'm welcome 43.
2: To the cl- so yeah, welcome to the club, PC. Whatever. So... Yeah. So that was, uh, that was nice. I wish I could say that I had a wonderful birthday weekend, uh, but I did not as I spent the whole day working. So in response, I took two random ass days off this past week. I took a random Wednesday off just because, and then this past yesterday we're, we're recording on a Saturday, but this, this Friday, this past Friday, I took the day off and then, you know, did whatever, what every self-respecting middle-aged man does on his weekends off. And that was yard work. Cause that's what middle-aged men do on their days off. Is I trimmed hedges and bought mulch and put mulch down. Cause I'm a grown-up and have bills.
1: Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, I actually took a day off this week for the first time in. boy, that wasn't related to like a doctor's visit in L.A. Uh, to it took the kids to Magic Mountain now that it reopened, which was fun. Nice, which was fun. Good. And my back yeah, is, is still it, is not. It still re- a mess. Mask- it's is it a mask mandate? Oh, yeah. They they I watched people security escorting some people out who were just refusing to abide by the mask mandate. And Magic Mountain said, get the hell out. And I was like, yes, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, everything you have to wear masks the whole ride, you know, which is which is interesting because it's not Disneyland. Those rides go really, really fast. And if you're wearing the wrong kind of mask, you're gonna lose it. But they uh, right. they they kept that in place. Um it was Limited capacity, but I swear you'd never know it because the lines just sucked to the point that I shelled out extra money to get the Flash Pass, which is at least now is on. Oh, yeah. It's on your phone now, which is better than the stupid like smartwatches that they. Oh been, yeah, the little
2: me. like the little Tamagotchi thing they yeah, used to give you. That's this is just just dumb,
1: and now now it's on your phone, so that makes it a lot easier. But you got to keep your phone with you. But uh, it, it's a fun park. I mean, it, it's it's just every year I get a little bit older and I look at those rides like. Eh, I don't know if the old back can handle this, but my son and I did Lex Luthor's Drop of Doom for the first time ever. We've been scared of that. They take you a couple hundred feet in the air and drop you.
2: Very nice. Yeah, sounds like fun. Thrill rides are always thrilling, but you know what? We're not here to talk about thrill rides. We're different, not here. A different thrill rides. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about a different thrill ride, and let's get it started right with a little bit of music. What do you say? that's right that sound means it's time to jump into the hockey talk hockey talk if you will and we are in the playoffs we are full bore in the playoffs now mr ongar and like we said we're going to talk about our teams i think on the second uh, after the uh after the commercial break just so that we can pontificate about how terrible our teams are but uh we got we got some series we got some exciting series going on uh where do you want to start, man? Do you want to start?
1: I'm just looking at the we, app yeah. let's just let's just <laughs> go and order the app a little bit here. Well, I mean let's let's talk central first because the centrals got okay. the central's got the series that I think is the best one going right now, and that's the defending champion Lightning and the Panthers. I don't know if you've watched any of this series. This is a fun series to watch. right. Not much defense going on yet. Uh, they are just, I mean, well, neither team is really known for their. No, no, and
2: defense. They're, no. they're not.
1: And, and like, I think I texted you the other night that Florida pulled off a really ballsy. I mean, their backs were to the wall. They're about to go down three, nothing to the defending champs with game four in Tampa. Okay. You're not coming back from that. And they yeah. pulled two goals off in the third period tied up. And then one, uh, that overtime goal was just a, a thing of beauty where the guy just throws it out there like a lead pass. And like in football, and go, get, you know, throws it out there, go get it, and the guy went and got it and scored the goal to uh to win game yeah, three, it did it did. yeah, to win game three for Florida. So it's two one Tampa. I still think the Lightning are going to win this series, but I I love seeing you know the young guys from Florida have really stepped up. They've got the speed to match Tampa, and and they're causing the Lightning some problems. And, and there's some matchup issues there. That series to me is uh, the most fun that I've seen from a pure hockey standpoint i mean we're going to talk islanders and yeah. penguins which is a lot of fun for different reasons but uh panthers <laughs> panthers lightning is is a is a great series if you like up tempo fast paced lots of goals type of hockey you've got to check out the panthers and lightning series i still think the lightning win this thing probably in like 6 but uh it that's that series has been the most fun for me so far
2: yeah i think you hit a lot of it on there like just it feels like a lot of a lot of open ice, even when there's not a lot of open ice, if if you know what I mean, like just uh, it's a very they both teams very free flowing, you know, uh, when, when offenses are working and playing the way that they're playing, it's just it's great and exciting and comebacks are are thrilling. Like I think we were talking about it in a different series, though you know, you talked about like two goal leads feeling like huge. I'd never agree with that. I'm more of the old adage guy that the worst lead in hockey is a two, nothing is a two goal lead. I know. What was it? EA sports. Your, your video game disagrees with that. It says a three goal lead is the worst, which
1: I was hoping was going to happen last night, but that didn't work out. We're going to talk about that later.
2: All right. It's okay. You'll, you'll, you'll get over it. Um, yeah. So on the other half of that bracket, um, the winner of that series going to take on, we presume Carolina though, the Preds snuck a game out there, um, and are only down two to one in that series. Carolina looks like they took control, uh, a little bit the last go around. So I don't know, where do you, where do you stand with Carolina? Do you think that, do you think the predators make it interesting? Or do you think that this is going to be another one of those? Maybe it goes six, but Carolina goes the distance there. They seem to be playing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, Nashville got the big win last night. I think it was double overtime. Right. Um, but in watching that series so far, it's pretty evident to me that Carolina is the better team. And right. and that bears out when you watch them. And yeah, sure, Nashville is going to, they rode, you know, and the thing is, the one thing about the playoffs this year that differentiates, differentiates it so much from last year is the fans. And so this right. and I made the comment to you earlier in the week that this feels like the playoffs for real. Like last year never felt like the playoffs. It was very odd. Yeah. This year feels like
2: sterile.
1: Right. And this year feels like the playoffs. I mean, a lot of these arenas are really packed. I mean, we're talking 50, yeah. 60, 75% capacity. Uh Carolina and Nashville are two of those arenas. So this felt like a real playoff game. But despite all that, yeah, Nashville rode the emotion a lot and, and they they turned into really good performance. They played well down the stretch, but I just watching the series so far, to me, Carolina's got too much talent, and, and they just feel like the better team. I think they take the next game in in Nashville, and they close it out at home, so I'm still looking Hurricanes in five. I think Nashville, maybe right. they could make it interesting, but just what I've seen so far, uh, it just seems like a definite gap in in between the two teams. Carolina is the better team. It, it's not like the other one with Panthers and Lightning, which is a toss-up. They look pretty evenly matched although Tampa's right. got that experience um, and they've got a lot of firepower. But this one, I, I feel like the Hurricanes have a decided advantage. Yes, Nashville got okay. one back. I'm taking I, – I think Carolina closes it out in five.
2: Yeah, you, you you talk about that, and we'll talk about that when we get to my series, just when there's one team on the ice that just looks clearly superior to another. Uh, you know, I, I go back to, though, you anything can happen. And once a team has the belief that they can beat another team, and that's kind of what could make this a little interesting, is you build off of a two overtime victory. Does that does that propel you to then start to creep a little doubt? And and I think you're right. A pivotal game four, as they say in in hockey, could make all the difference. Because if they don't, you know, if they if they if they Somehow, if Nashville pulls out another win, suddenly you're looking at does does Carolina tighten up a little bit, and that's probably really the only thing that would stop them from winning based on you know based on just the look of the other teams. But you never know, uh, and so. Yeah, I, I think that Carolina will hold it off, but you, you never know if a team gets some momentum and is able to build off of it and can kind of hey, and kind of make the favorite tighten up. Sure. We'll see what happens. And this
1: Predators team is only a few years removed from making it to the cup final. I mean a lot of them aren't there anymore, obviously, but but right. they, they know what it takes. So they, they know what True. to do and they and they've got a great fan base there in Nashville that is going to be they're every bit as crazy as the people in Raleigh are. So you gotta, you
2: gotta have that rabid fan base. If you don't, it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. So I really want to shift over to Canada though. And I want to talk about this Winnipeg Edmonton series. And what I think is a bit of a surprise that Winnipeg has taken a two nothing lead and Connor McDavid hasn't scored a point yet so far and that's really all you need to know about why the jets are up on the uh, on the Edmonton Oilers right now is right. that they have held Connor McDavid in check for two games and if you would have told me that going into the playoffs that the best player at hockey in my opinion would would be stifled for two games and, and that's how the jets would get their lead i wouldn't believe you but Winnipeg seems to have found a formula and you know, as long as they keep McDavid on the schneid, it's hurting Edmonton and is, is making a big difference in this series right now. And I think could continue as this, you know, it just they, they seem to have found something that's working and and it, the Oilers need to figure something out in a hurry. Cause right now it ain't working.
1: Yeah. Winnipeg a uh, big surprise that they're out on Edmonton two zero. like you say though, Connor McDavid when you shut him down the, the Oilers go as Connor McDavid goes and when he's shut down they don't have the playoff experience yet to know how do we get around that they've neutralized and, and and nullified our best player how do we manage that Winnipeg's got a lot more playoff experience than Edmonton does and and, and you could yep. you've seen it in the first two games that they and they've gotten better goaltending not by much but enough and and Mike right. Smith's played fine for Edmonton uh, Hallerbuck. I think that's the goalie for Winnipeg. He's played magnificently. Uh, you know, the Canadian, the North division, the difference there is as far as I know, there are no fans at these games. And, no,
2: it's dead silent. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, it's kind of a truly neutralized situation. And that's a big deal.
1: That's a big deal because yeah, Edmonton has got a rabid fan base and, and none of them are there. So it's very much like the bubble was last year. So the North division is just kind of like, you know, you can't you can't count on what you would think you could count on. And we're I'm sure we're going to talk about that right. in the other series. Um, But yeah, Winnipeg's nullified the playmakers for Edmonton. And as long as they can do that, they have got a real good shot. I know it switches to Winnipeg, you know, whatever that's worth familiarity with the ring. We know where the puck's going to bounce off the, the uh, end boards the right way. But um, yeah, that's that's a surprise to me. I mean, Edmonton can get back in, but they've got to make a big adjustment. And right. and that comes down to coaching and whether the coach has got enough experience to say here's how we get around what is Winnipeg doing. Um, let's assume Connor can't get going. How do we how do we come back and 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 do something about that? But yeah, unless Edmonton makes a big adjustment pretty quick. That series might end up as a sweep, and that's not a knock on Edmonton, right. but it's just like they're it's, they're just in a bad spot. Yeah, they're in a bad it's, spot. Yeah, it's
2: it's, it's j- danger zone when you get you you know a two nothing lead, and you were and you had home ice, like you had home ice, and you you've now given all of the mo- momentum to Winnipeg. Winnipeg's going home, even without a crowd. Like, there's still something to that. So I I think the, the Oilers are in real trouble unless Connor McDavid wakes up. They need to find a way to get him active. You mentioned the other series. My pick to win the Stanley Cup, in trouble early, as the Toronto Maple Leafs are down one nothing to the Canadians. the Montreal, what is it, the Canadian Hockey Club in Montreal or something like that. Uh, I can't remember if somebody told me their real name, but we're going to call them the Canadiens. Lace Hobby tonk so here's the thing is I watched this game we, and I messaged you in the middle of it. Cause I wasn't sure if you were watching it too. It was a really great game. It was a back and forth game. Toronto dominated that game. They really did. Like why, at least from what they were, they were controlling the ice, a freakish shorthanded goal with the game tied one to one gave Montreal the lead and was enough to propel them to a win and that is the beauty of hockey and why you play seven games because puck luck is a real thing and go back and watch I can't even remember the guy who scored the goal I can't remember who scored it but like it's not just that this dude scored a shorthanded goal he scored it from his knees he is attempting to get a breakaway. The Leafs guy comes back and throws the stick out there to try to get to poke the puck away. The, the Canadians player trips over the stick, still maintains his stick and just throws it at the goal. And something literally magical happens. I don't know how the goalie doesn't stop it. It like shoots off of his shoulder. It was it was ridiculous. And it was deflating. If you look at the if you look at the Toronto bench, it was so deflating for that team. And uh, yeah. what I fear, what I fear, is that that sort of deflation carries over to game two.
1: because yeah. that's
2: the sort of like the body language was terrible.
1: own. I think, it was the guy who scored the shorthanded goal. Right. Um, uh, I think you can't talk the Maple leafs Canadian series without discussing. The the probably the biggest problem that Toronto has right now, and that's the loss of John Tavares. Uh, you lose your cap- yeah. you lose your captain. Um, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Scary moment, and that happened pretty early right. in the game, and and, exactly. and that seemed to really affect Toronto. But yeah, you got to you got to give Montreal credit. This is what the Canadians do. They've done this for years, and they led the league in shorthanded goals. So this right. is something they're they're comfortable in this position. But yeah, that was an amazing goal that he scored from his knees. When you give up a shorthanded goal in a situation like that, it, it's it's utterly deflating. Um, I still think Toronto's got too much talent for Montreal. They still have Austin Matthews, no matter what happens with Tavares. They do. They've got a, a, a lot of weapons that they can still throw at you. But they now know they're going to be in a fight. And if Tavares doesn't come back, you can probably expect this one to go six or seven. Um, and- right.
2: it's, I, I just I was really concerned with again because sports is as much mental as it is physical they're the better team like they have the better players even without Tavares they looked beat like and so for me it's on the it's on the head coach you gotta get your guys's head right going into game two you gotta get them to be like look this happened it was a freakish goal it was a fortunate goal and yeah, it cost us the game. That game's over. We're better than these guys, and we need to show it on the ice. And they have a chance tonight. Or sorry, it'll be in the past by the time that this airs. Are they, but. Are they
1: done playing the Flames and Canucks, finishing out the regular season? I'm just wonder,
2: wondering if that's over. With, Who cares? Yeah, playoffs are happening, so nobody, nobody cares. I think that's, um,
1: that's- I think you're right, though. I mean, Toronto's got a chance to really. To, to To make to make a statement game tonight and show that you know we're gonna we're gonna put everything that went wrong in game one and plenty did uh, behind us and really focus on from here on out. I, I do think Toronto wins this series, but I'm starting to think this one's gonna go seven. It, it just it's an original right. six matchup, and and it's just you could, you could there's nobody there, but you could feel there's something different about this matchup because of the lineage of these teams involved. This is gonna be a tough one.
2: Right, and I think that uh, Tavares's injury, regardless of what happens to Toronto after this series, really puts my pick in doubt. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. We're gonna take our quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will talk about the other half of the bracket, where Dave and I will wax poetic on how sad our teams have performed in the playoffs thus far. But before we go to the recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that if you like what we're doing over here at thechairshot.com, and if you like Chairshot Radio and all of our podcasts, please head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in a chairshot.com shirt, whether that is an OG Chairshot logo, a shirt for one of the myriad of podcasts that we have available, including some of the ones that Dave and I are also on, like Bandwagon Nerds, or our favorite um, video game podcast a winner is you. If you love some of our catchphrases like hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, et cetera, et cetera, it's all there for you. We have over 20-some designs to choose from, and they're all banger. Again, that uh, site is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. When we come back, Dave and I whine about how our teams have done in the playoffs. You're listening to the Chairshot Radio here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the chairshot.com. PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five ninety nine dollars per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
1: Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code
2: ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use
0: your head
2: okay welcome back dave before we even talk about our brackets let's let's bring our friend in that and and just get it out of the way and have him remind us that our team sucks or that we suck and our jackasses just do the honors you suck yeah jackass thank you very much all right which which side of the bracket do we want to do first you want to do the east you want to do the West? Yeah, we
1: can do mine first. We'll save yours for last. All right.
2: Uh, let, let's so talk. Let's wanna... talk
1: about the good series first.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's well. Let's talk about the Islanders and the Penguins. Yeah. Pittsburgh's up two to one, but it is by no means been a sure thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins against the New York Islanders uh, thus far.
1: It's a very tenuous two to one right now. That uh. That game three. I, in nassau was excellent i I mean that was just back and forth back and forth lots of fighting lots of brawling Sidney crosby fighting you know everybody just throwing down a great comeback by the islanders and then uh too similar like the islanders got a like a a baseball type of swing goal to tie the game and then tana got one to win it for pittsburgh that one um that one's got seven games earmarked all over it because they there's not much separating these two teams they are playing each other very physically uh Pittsburgh ha- benefits greatly from getting Malkin back you've seen that with uh g- and there's good yep. chemistry already between Crosby Malkin and, and Jeff Carter that spells trouble for the New York Islanders but the Islanders are younger they're faster they've got you know Barry Trotz as their coach Trotz and, and who's the Islanders coach Sullivan um or yeah they have a long history with each other from when Trotz was with the Caps so they know each other very well no surprises there this has been an extraordinarily fun series to watch. I, I think this one goes seven. Pittsburgh's going to win it because they're Pittsburgh, you know, and that sort of thing, and they've got they've just got Those too much reasons. talent. too much talent, too much experience. and Sid, I mean, Sidney made a great play, and I you know and everybody knows I hate Sidney Crosby, but I respect the hell out of him, but I'll give it to him. He made an unbelievable play near the end of game three, diving to block that so that was a wide open net. He makes the play. Pittsburgh wins. Um, it's a hell of a series though. I really enjoy watching this one because my series sucks. So, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Right. Well, and yeah, you just, it's everything you want out of playoff hockey, right? Like you got guys throwing their bodies on the line. You've got some fighting, but not so much fighting that it takes away from the game. It's that, that type of fighting to kind of rile your, you know, right, rile your team up, get them, get them fired up, get them motivated. Get uh, get them, you know, continuing to fight and perform. And you're seeing kind of what you said, like a young and hungry team going after a more veteran squad. And so far, experience is kind of won out, which is why if this goes seven, the experience is gonna win out. Like the veterans are gonna, you know, continue to play and rise, and you just assume that the younger team is the one that's gonna fold. So I, I agree with you i think it goes seven i think the islanders are going to win game four uh and i think this play, i think this is going to be very much like a, it's going to be like team goes up the other one evens it team goes up the other one evens it until you get to game seven and so yeah good good stuff there okay got that one out of the way speaking what of a series
1: to- that will not go seven games and will not go past you know, five is the bruins and the capitals
2: the, the, Other than the Bruins are are just bruining the crap out of well,
1: team. here's the thing: the Caps' Your goal showed up. The goal. I mean, we've played three goalies in this series so far, and yep. and, and anybody who listened to the preview that you and I did, or the preview, the preview that Tony and I did, knew that I had great concerns about the Caps' goaltending. Um, it's not so much the goaltending; they've played well at times. Vanacek was injured after the first Bruins goal. Anderson stole game one. I don't blame him for uh, Marshawn's goal to win game two. Uh, Sam Sonoff has played well, but he made the biggest blunder of the series in game three. And it caught, you know, you talk about earlier two overtime goals and how they can launch a team. And you saw that in game four, the The, the blunder that Sam Sonoff did that led to, uh, I think it was Smith or somebody getting the goal for Boston um, that put Boston up two to one. And then the Caps had nothing last night. Absolutely nothing last right. night.
2: Now, they are, and I've read... Can I, can I talk about that Samsonov mistake? Please, please. Because here's the thing. Samsonov is, is, Sam, Sam is going to be the one who gets roasted, right? Rightfully so. Where's communication with the rest of the team? Like, that is a poor job, not only of the goaltender and his lack of awareness, but the rest of the team and their failure to, like... Cause, cause that play that Sam Samsonov does there, that goalies do that all the time. They drop it for one of their own guys to pick up, and so he trusted his teammates to get back there as well, and nobody was there.
1: Well, I and think- so that's
2: a problem. It's a it's a more indicative problem than just the goalie made a mistake. Like that was a routine drop. That that one he yeah he should have had his head out of his ass to see, but where was the rest of his team to to? to vocalize that too
1: well in in watching the replay it looks like justin schultz who was the defender who got beat on that who thought he thought samsonoff was going to pass it around to him because as soon as uh, as soon as smith makes the move towards a puck you can see schultz go fuck and he tries to get back to him and it's too late so there's clearly miscommunication between Samsonov and Schultz, right. each one thinking the other one's going to do something. And, and, but that and play- just to
2: be clear, I'm not absolving Samsonov right. for his mistake. You, you can't... I just it, it takes multiple players on a team to right. tango with a mistake like and that. And you
1: could see Ovechkin's anger after that, that he was livid right. with the whole situation. And I mean, when you've got the grade 8 pissed off at you, you know you've probably fucked up. But the bigger problem is, like, the Caps are just not a healthy team right now. And, and yep. you've got a bunch of guys who are playing, operating at like 70%, and they have literally aged in this series. Now, I don't know if that's just because they're older or it's because they're not healthy, but I don't think Ovi's at 100%. Kuznetsov's had COVID twice now, it would appear. He's not 100%. Oshie's not 100%. Backstrom didn't play worth the shit. The best line that they've got going is the fourth line, and I think that fourth line of Hathaway, Dowd, and Hagland scares Boston because they're the most productive and they're the ones with the most speed, but... At this point, you're down three-one. Uh, despite Samsonov's fuck up, you got to stay with him because he's got more athleticism than Anderson, and he's played better than Anderson. But I, I almost think at this point, look, you've got a bunch of young guys sitting there who you've brought up. They're sitting on the bench doing nothing. Um, you've got to give some of them a try. I mean, if you're at this point, you're down three-one. What do you have to lose? I mean, you can't keep trudging. These guys out there operating at 70% or less against a hungry, fired up, very aggressive, very talented Boston team. I think they've got, laviolette has got to make some big changes for game four, shake the lineup up. Maybe you steal a game at home. You get some rest for some of your guys, get them back for game six. Possibly. Is that going to happen? No. I mean, when you're, when you're him, how do you bench one of your, the all, one of the greatest centers of all time in Nicholas Backstrom or, How do you get rid of Evgeny Kuznetsov and what he's meant to Washington to put in some of these younger guys? But I think you got to at this point. You can't keep putting the, they they cannot match Boston right now. They can't match their speed. They can match their physicality. We saw, we saw Tom Wilson launch a couple guys into Boston's bench. Ovechkin and Marshawn had a really good go at it last night, but other than that, they don't have the talent and they don't have the speed and they don't have the skill Because they're not operating at 100%. And you've got to have more heart than they had last night. And they just didn't have it. So I think Boston closes this out in Washington and and the Bruins move on. And it pains me to say that, but it it is what it is. This is not a healthy Washington team, and and it shows. And Boston's the much better team right now.
2: And that, friends, is David Ungar's annual 10-minute rant on the Washington Capitals semi-annual right. well-deserved well well-deserved it's annual every every chair shot radio no just kidding I, you didn't do it last week but then again i wasn't here last week so I, you know maybe you're just because Tony was because Tony was filling in you you wanted to spare him but uh yeah let's uh let's head over to the other to the other side uh where i think that the two teams that will advance Uh, are well on their way to doing so vegas got a surprise in game one against uh the minnesota wild and then since then it's been like hold on a second we're we're better than these guys well game let's show
1: game three they were in trouble they were down two nothing i think it was gonna be three nothing and they disallowed a goal um they were in trouble and then and then it's like vegas literally not no they asserted their will against minnesota and you could see that coming and i don't think minnesota has the horses to match up with
2: vegas right now that's that's exactly what i'm saying is like you could say that yeah sure they were in trouble uh but vegas i like vegas i the vegas colorado series it, it, for my money is probably going to be the best series in the playoffs in my opinion because both of those teams are ridiculously talented and vegas did that thing that I've seen people talk about the Lakers doing where they just this like in basketball where they're just like okay now we're going to try and when they when they try like you're done like you're done and they did it they did it to Minnesota they just were like hold up a sec we're not going to lose like this to these guys we're better than these guys we are going to assert ourselves we're going to dominate these guys and we're going to take over the game we're going to win it and i think that maybe Minnesota gets one more game out of this but it's not going past six, in my opinion, and, and it shouldn't go past six because Vegas, they're they're just that much better.
1: Yeah, Minnesota's got to win Game Four because they're not going to beat Vegas in, in in Vegas in Game Five if it's three one. Not at all. Not going to happen.
2: No, not not at all. I just don't see it happening. And 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 again, as I said, it shouldn't happen. They're they're Vegas is the better team. Just like Colorado is the vastly superior team to the St. Louis Blues, and I've been a I've been about this all season with the Blues. Basically, since about what? What would you say? Like a quarter of the way, a third of the way through the season, yep. I've been spouting that the Blues are basically a pretender team. They, much like you said with the Caps, they haven't been healthy all year, and right. so that'll be the excuse that the front office will use. Here's the thing the blues don't even look like they belong on the same ice as Colorado. And, and I don't know that they, I, I don't know that they would have beaten any one of the teams out West that, that are here. Like I, they just, they, you talk about a team looking slow, the blues, the blues go like it, it's ridiculous. Nobody can keep up and they're without, you know, their best score. They're, they're without Perron. Okay. that. the, you know, you talk about guys not looking like themselves. Teresinko doesn't look like himself. Uh, it's just, if, if it, if not for Jordan Bennington, who's been playing pretty darn well, but having to face 60 shots a game because Colorado just has the puck and is living in the St. Louis zone all game long. It's, It's ridiculous. It's insane. And the, the the blues are losing. They're getting swept. Like calling it now. Like, and I think you guys last week gave them a game. No way. There's just no way. They they are they are getting dominated. They're getting beat on all every end of the ice. You watch any replay of the puck heading towards the blues end of the of the of the rink and you will see at least four Colorado avalanche. Almost said Rockies there. Colorado Avalanche players around that puck to if we're lucky to St. Louis Blues defenders. It's a it's a route. Like you know, there was a little bit of hope out of that scrum in Game Two that maybe something was going to come out of this. Maybe that would fire up the Blues and they'd find some sort of inspiration. It's just not there. And Craig Berube can only do so much as the coach. Like you talked about line changes for the Caps. I. There's nobody you can put in. There's nobody you can bring to the Blues that will compete with the Colorado Avalanche. And it's just, it's brutal. Colorado's going to get a nice rest and be waiting for Vegas in that second round for what I think is going to be a hell of a game, a hell of a series. But yeah, the Blues are done. Stick a fork in them, put them out to pasture, shoot them in the head, do whatever you need to do because they ain't winning this series. They ain't winning a game in this series. And it's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun this season for the St. Louis Blues.
1: I uh, I have to say that my preseason pick, the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup, I'm feeling very, very confident about that. Oh, God, yeah, because every, uh, I watch these guys and there is just there's no real weaknesses. I, I mean, I, I don't see their defense isn't like a shutdown defense, like, say, Boston's can be. Or, or or the caps can be on on a really good they day they don't need to be exactly cuz they just put so much forward pressure on you and and yeah. out out finesse you outplay you they're so much faster than anybody else who's out there and grubauer's very solid in goal and yeah like St. Louis just has not been able to match that in in, in any way i mean there's been brief moments where they've been in it but not really And Bennington's play. You can't tag this on Jordan Bennington. Cause he's playing as no, well as he did in their cup not, run, but
2: it's just too much. at one point during game two, I think at the end of the first period shots were 27 to nine, 27 to nine. Like you can't do anything about that. There's just no, there's just nothing there for it. And i I told you back at the beginning of the season, who Loki? my favorite guy was and yeah i'm a bit of a homer out of it because umass guy but kale mccarr's shown up in a big way for the avalanche too he's he's really having kind of a breakout series and is becoming that name that everybody thought about it'll be interesting to see how long they keep this nucleus together because you know eventually the the parody of the nhl can can come up and bite you when you start looking at lot like caps and 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 that sort of stuff. But I think they're going to be around for a while.
1: Oh, I mean, as you watch, like you talked about Connor McDavid earlier, Nathan McKinnon doesn't have to take a backseat yeah. to anybody. That guy is amazing. And Landis gong yeah. out there. I mean, that front line, that first line that Colorado has dude there. I don't see anybody in the league who can really stop that line on a consistent basis. Good luck. Winnipeg. If you get them, it's great. You shut down McDavid, try to shut down three of them, you know, that sort of thing. Sure. So, uh, yeah, All the best. It, it, I agree with you. This one's over in the next game. Colorado sweeps it, um, and and then moves on. And yeah, it's probably going to be Colorado and Vegas. And and if there's a team who can beat Colorado, it it might be Las Vegas
2: right i think that that's going to be a very highly competitive exciting series and is one that should be appointment television for any hockey fan so there you have it folks our analysis so far on the nhl playoffs when we come back next week we'll be looking at round two matchups more than likely in a few of these series so you know canada by you know canada dragging up the rear there with, with uh, a couple of late starts, but we'll see before we go and leave this week's edition of chair shot radio, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you out there in the interwebs.
1: Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at attitude. Ag, that is at attitude. A-G-G, and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And you
2: can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's going to do it for this Sunday hockey edition of Chair Shot Radio. Be sure to catch every edition of Chair Shot Radio every morning at 6 a.m. right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network as a part of the ChairShot.com. Thank you every mu- everyone very much for listening. Now get out there and check out the playoff hockey. This has been Chair Shot Radio.